to you live from Race City, USA. It's Blind Spotting, the NASCAR podcast from a fresh, personal, and blue collar take. Race reviews, race previews, the latest news, and more. And now, your hosts, Michael Colbert, Andrew Coates, and Travis Sherry. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Blind Spotting, a very special episode, as tonight we are celebrating episode 50. We're in the Cottle Creek compound, as always, but there are seven of us in the p- compound tonight. We have, my name is Travis Sherrill, as always. We have Michael Colbreth, Andrew Coates, and their offspring. We have Chloe Coates. Not our offspring together. No, 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 no. no. Not together. Not together, but with their wives. (laughs) We have Chloe and Ian Coates, who are twins. We have Carter Colbreth, and we have Cadence Colbreth. So welcome to the compound, and welcome to Blind Spotting. And in addition to that, we are recording this on December 7th. That is the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, And it's also a very special anniversary for Miss Jean Coates, who is a loyal listener, uh, Andrew's mother. She is 72 today. Uh, Happy birthday to Jean. (laughs) We're we're glad that she listens, and we wish her the happiest of birthdays. So uh, we're going to have the kids interview us in a little bit after we do some news and uh, some, some special... Christmas questions to highlight what happened in the 2021 season. Uh, But before we do that, I'm going to turn it over first to Andrew uh, with some news. He and Michael are going to kind of guide us through what all has happened since we last left you uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Andrew? Yeah, so thanks, Travis. We had, um, as we talked about last time, there's a a next-gen test at Charlotte that was some mixed reviews they have since updated the testing schedule to move away from Las Vegas and to Phoenix, which I'm not sure why they weren't doing a short trek anyway, but this means that they'll have Las Vegas moving to Phoenix. They'll also have the test at California, and then they'll have the the half-mile experiment at the Coliseum before we show up at Daytona. There's, they've also, sorry, just, yeah. they've also got a three-car test later this week at Charlotte, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to do another organizational test next week at Charlotte, yes. trying to test some different horsepower configurations. They added that test um, locally. They're also doing a bunch of wind tunnel. Yep. I, I think that they'll still be racing at Daytona. The quality of it, we'll see. But yeah. you know, we knew this was going to be a shakedown. They're taking some big chances, but... It's what it is. Yeah. I don't yeah. I'm ready to see them get on the track and battle it out on February the 6th, I yeah. believe it is. Yeah. It is. Out there in the Coliseum, the clash of the Coliseum. Just work out the kinks and put on a good show, boys. Yeah. So since we spoke also, the the banquets all happened in Nashville, and it came out that there's a handshake agreement to return to the Nashville Fairgrounds, which would put two races in Nashville now, which will be interesting. Um don't know any details about that, but looking to probably be around the 2025 season before that happens. Who shook hands? Who was that? I th- Marcus Smith and somebody? It was the mayor. There was an agreement with the mayor 
And all of this, from what I understand... Dale Jr., it's like a trash shake. Yeah, he's, shake. He's, he's involved in this, but it has to go through the fair board still. It's like a it's like a council. They have to fund it. They have to, to do all the improvements because it can't handle... It doesn't have safer barriers, for How example. How big is it? A half it's mile? A half, mile. Half, half mile. Half mile. Yeah. yeah. They're going to have to repave it. They haven't been there since, what, 79, 74? It's something been a like, long time. Like that, yeah. But and they that's have some people where, that live near there, don't they? That was, the, yeah, that yeah, was one and, of the things. Yeah, and... That was when we interviewed Bobby Allison. Remember him talking about going up to Nashville? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. That was where yeah. they raced. Yeah. Uh, Trackhouse, and this was about a week and a half ago now, but Trackhouse absorbed almost uh, over 100 Ganassi employees. They took over that shop. They're the amoeba of race teams. Yeah. Well, smart yeah. move, though. I mean, they had a, they had like a decent that, season. You like that, Ian. Big news. He's he's Ian Ian Nye, the science guy. He giggled. He looked up and he giggled. Did he like that? Yeah, he did. He yeah. liked it. Now Chloe's giggling. RPM. Majority stake went from who That's was Richard it? Petty Motorsports for Andrew, those of you that aren't sure. Yeah, Andrew Merstein. And he the, sold his stake to to Gallagher. Yep. So it was sort of misrepresented in the media that Richard had sold his majority stake. He'd already sold his majority stake years ago. Yep. That majority stake is just now transferred. Yep. And they will still be having a two car team, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Petty GMS Racing. It I will think be, it is something, right? Yeah. It, it, the interesting thing. And Eric Jones still has a ride. Yep. He's. Yep. The interesting thing. Uh, Ty Dillon's going to run the forty-two car, and for those of that you, Joker just keeps reappearing. Doesn't he it? does. <laughs> for those of you longtime fans, the forty-two has a long history with the Petties, uh, going back to Lee, and uh, I think Richard ran it at the beginning of his career. I did not so know did, that. Yeah, so that. did um, Kyle ran Kyle for ran a time. It, it um, was interesting for those that don't remember. I do remember that. The Was that the Meliella car? Yes. Meliella, and then it was yeah. like peak yeah. performance. I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, I believe he won at Rockingham in the 42 in 1980. That was the 711 car. Okay. I he started off in the 711 car, and then when he started... Uh, that's what I recall. And then he won a couple races for Felix Sabatos in the 42. But what was really interesting is in the late 90s, he had gone back to Richard Petty Motorsports and was running the 44 Hot Wheels machine, mm-hmm. and it was Sprint. And then and his were... son Adam ran in the Arca, ra- Arca series as the 45, mm-hmm. and it would have been great great-grandfather in the 42, grandfather in the 43, yeah. his father in the 44, and Adam in the 45. Yeah. And then when Adam died, all of that... All of that went away, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, yeah. it was kind of neat how they had. So big history in the 42, yeah. kind of where it all started. The other interesting thing that I saw uh, in that press release that came out today was that they're actually going to run that team out of the GMS shop in Statesville. So they're not even going to mm-hmm. have a team component in... In uh, Welcome anymore. Level Cross. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Randleman. Yeah. Ra- Randleman. Yep. But, did, but, but weren't they running the 43 they, they out were, of... Yeah, they were out of the Richard Childress... Um, stables. Yeah. So, and Eric Jones has a new crew chief. Yes, he does. Jerry Baxter has gone to the truck series. Which I think that's good for him, right? I mean, it's less... I mean, 30, yeah. 36 weekends, 38 weekends, that's a lot of weekends. Yeah, he's he's going to be... Is he uh, crewing for Deacon? He, I believe it's Tanner Gray, I believe. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of the David Deacon's Gilliland racing step trucks. Step up from Jones. But, but Michael, you put together a nice little, a quick little history on GMS... I think it's interesting that they've bought into RPM because anything they've put their money and mind to, mm-hmm. they've been successful. And now it's a different animal in the Cup Series, yeah. obviously. But, Michael, run us through that. Well, since GMS came into 
into existence in 2014, they've won a lot of different things, including the 2016 and 2020 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championships in both those years, the 2015 ARCA Menards Series Championship and ARCA East Championship in 2019 and 20. They have won 41 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series races and one NASCAR Xfinity Series race through this season. That's impressive. I didn't... And Sheldon Creed... Was well, and I didn't mean, they win a cup definitely race? Definitely in contention to. Uh, I, did it? I don't know. No, that was Colic. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got yes, GMS right. confused with Colic. Right. Yeah. So, and and to that 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 Xfinity race, they haven't run a lot in the Xfinity series either. So mm-hmm. so it sounds mm-hmm. like, but but it's exciting to have the GMSs and the colleagues and the, yeah. the yeah. these guys wanting to put money into the sport. You betcha. Really let's, good. Let's just point this out, and then we can move on. There was a financial Come component out. to this. Uh, We've talked about charters in the past, and and I've when they first came out, I was a, a I didn't like them because I didn't think they were needed. Uh, but now the charter system is several years in existence, and we're starting to see people that sell them really get something for their investment into the sport. The RPM charter and assets sold for nineteen point one million dollars. Um, it's half a million a race. Yeah. And, and there are people out there and I read a lot about this when, when I, when I saw this, there are people out there that saying NASCAR is not an affordable sport. Well, I got news for you. If you try to go by into the NHL, into major league baseball or the mm. NFL, you're looking at billions, billions. of Good dollars. Point. Yeah. You you're looking at billions, but a lot of revenue too. Absolutely. These guys make a ton. Well, money. money makes money, right? Absolutely. They trap you in that stadium. You got to buy everything they're selling. Yeah, but um, so you know the charters. Thank you, David Tepper. Charters are getting more and more expensive, and so. Uh, but I, it'll, it'll level itself back it out. Will. But it's good that they're going up. You always want things to be appreciating sure. in value. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah. Uh, you don't want it to be a New York City taxi medallion thing. Yeah. All right. In additional uh, sports news, uh, NASCAR news, uh, Timmy Hill. Timmy Hill Motorsports expanding to two truck teams in 2022. They're going to be now running Toyotas. Uh, Timmy Hill is going to run one of those trucks full time. The other driver yet to be determined. Let's got my fingers crossed. It's going to be Maddie D, but we'll have to see. Hattori Racing will also have two trucks. Tyler Ankrum in the 16 and Chase Purdy. Were they just Purdy. one before, Travis? They, yeah, they were just the, one. Just the 16. And I'll be honest... That was a landing spot that I potentially had Matty D going to. Instead of Ankrum? Instead of, well, I instead of Purdy. Purdy showed me absolutely nothing this year. Yeah, what was the GMS truck? GMS truck. Um, and that's going to be number 61, the reverse but, uh, of 16. Yeah, and that's I, because Austin Hill, of course, went to the Xfinity ranks. Yep. With yeah, vacating the 16. Yep. Um, oh, my gosh. Most popular driver. Do we really have to talk about this guy? Eh. Chase Elliott, again. Yep. The Hooters' most popular driver, sponsored by Hooters. You had to vote by going through the Hooters website. You had to actually go out on a date with a Hooters girl to place your vote. Um, and the only that's why one, I only, voted for Kyle Larson. Well, the only one you could vote for on my screen was Chase Elliott. It said vote well, for most popular driver, Chase, Chase Elliott, Elliott, and that was it. You could also, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, and and my theory is so, so that's four times the four times. Yeah, his dad Bill won a lot. Yeah. So either Georgia voters are just really active 
I don't know. That fan base is just, they love their well, let me ask this democratic question. process. Do they do it based on just number of first place votes or do they do it based on total number of votes? Like, do, you, do I think you just vote for you one. You just now. vote for one. But yeah, back in the day, one. I think you voted for more than one. Here's why I say it's that. It's one per day, I think. Yeah, one per day. He's pretty vanilla like his dad. So like back in the Earnhardt era, people would either really want to vote for Earnhardt or never vote for Earnhardt, but they might pick Elliott second. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, so yeah. everybody put him he second, was, so he's most yeah, popular. He's the road. Hey, did you? How about uh, is Chase Elliott going to be the new Jack Roush? Did you see the hat he was sporting? I didn't. At the awards, but it was like that. He, I don't know if he was looked like to the be cat in the hat. Did he? Indiana Jones, or it was that it's a fedora? Type. It was a fedora. Yeah, it sure was. Huh. And uh, I thought it was a good look. Did he have? Not, did not he have everybody. that? Was is he still dating David Green's daughter? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who did he take? They didn't show. They didn't show who he was with. Huh. The, just the hat. Could, hat got a lot of focus. Interesting. So then that tells um, you he wasn't with somebody. <laughs> I get, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe, he was. maybe maybe she had other. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Maybe she got run over out there on the boulevard and they're doing all those donuts. But then the <clears throat> all guy are most popular in the Xfinity. Yes. Yeah. Sure was his third consecutive win. Uh, Which tenth consecutive overall win. For Junior Motorsports. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I think a lot of that is people vote for Junior and yeah. they just well, bunch of clowns. You gotta look you gotta look before Allgaier, Elliot Sadler wanted a bunch. Yeah. And, and how do you not like Elliot Sadler? Elliot's great. Yeah. I mean and, and it well, I can tell you who it wasn't gonna be. I don't I don't think even though it is a JRM car, I don't think a lot of people were voting for the nine. Nope. <laughs> I mean, no. Especially he, all the other competitors. Maybe if they somebody had, off somewhere this past week, I saw a video of that. Maybe if they had a least popular so driver. Is his name Noah Verstappen? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Is Nigel getting ready to show up? I uh, hope not. Later. Maybe. The Dutch boy. And then Haley Deegan. Good for her. I mean, Haley Deegan. You know, yeah. I know. Uh, I know. We sound like Haley Deegan apologists, but the but she's not even twenty. And I thought, she, you know, she didn't tear up any equipment this year that was above, like she wasn't driving. Mm. Now, next year will be important. But remember, yeah. they got no practice. They showed up and raced. And I thought she did a decent job. Yeah. So good for her. Yeah, we'll she, see. She we'll had see a top what, 10 yeah. at, uh, I believe it was worldwide. Now, this year, she needs uh, to be. I believe it was, yes. This year, she needs to be running in the top 10 about every week. Yeah. That's what you would expect. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Smith. Truck series guy, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, wins the Snowball Derby down in Pensacola, Florida. I didn't get to watch that. Um, but uh, I'm happy to say that uh, reached out to one of the participants there, Cody Connor. He's a local dirt track racer out of Kannapolis, young fella. And uh, reached out to Cody on Twitter and I said, hey, man, you're not far from where we record. We'd love to have you on the show sometime. And he said, hey, let's do it. That sounds great, man. When I get back from Florida, let's set something up. And so we're going to have him on in January. So that's cool. A snowball. I, oh, I, I and we enjoy were, hearing the... I want to hear the story. What is that like? What's it's Because you hear about it, it's just kind of crazy down there. Yeah. Yeah. And we were remiss at the beginning, speaking of interviews. We were supposed to have Jerry on. Jerry got ill. And Jerry is unfortunately under well. the weather. Yep. So we are planning to bring him in January, but that's yeah. why we don't have him. Yeah, I want to give him plenty of time. Yeah, I want to give him plenty of time to rest up. And, and have a Merry Christmas, Make sure Jerry. that he's... We love you, buddy. We absolutely do. By the way, uh, inspection, breaking news, inspection for the Snowball Derby just wrapped up. Uh, for those of you with the comic release. for those of you that don't like know it. that don't know what I'm talking about the uh, the lead inspector at the Snowball Derby his name is Ricky Brooks and he runs a very tight ship and 
He has to because people come in there with illegal cars, illegal engines, illegal everything. And so, you know, it took, what, two hours to run the Snowball Derby, and it took four hours for the uh, winner's car to go through inspection. Wow. Hey. Uh, and there was a rumor that yeah, I cheating, heard. You ain't trying. There was a rumor that I heard. The reason that it took so long was because they didn't have a part that they needed to tear down part of the car, Switch and they hammer. were going to go. Uh, <laughs> they were going to go to the local auto parts store and get that. I see. And I also heard <laughs> was a Phillips head screwdriver. <laughs> I, Ain't nobody got one. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what it was. It's an Allen wrench. <laughs> but I also heard that uh, their uh, engine uh, tuner. Or engine builder, excuse me, was near, near, near. on probation from last year having an illegal engine and wasn't there. So they had to have somebody to properly <laughs> tear down the engine. I see. Anyway. Uh, we got to go to We got to... Yeah, I know. The, it's in Pensacola. The, in Pensacola, yeah, Pensacola, right there on the panhandle. Right at right the border there. of Alabama. Yep. And um, unfortunately, Nigel is uh, wrapped up in the desert somewhere. Probably yeah. on, under, around, somewhere around a camel. Did you guys watch... The race at all? I I did not. Um, I do. Did you definitely see it, want to Travis? See it this Sunday, I saw. I did, what did they? I, I didn't. You you texted us, but I, yeah, I, there was some close so, racing. But what did what happened there? First of all, this is F one we're talking F1. about, by the way. And, and normally we don't, but there's no NASCAR right now. It's the only auto racing going on in the and world. It's, quite, it's gonna be. It's, it's so, very exciting, and it's a great yeah battle. First of all, they they you know Hamilton gets the pole, Verstappen's third. They end up. Hamilton goes out in the lead. They end up pitting, and then there's a wreck. So they come down pit road for a red flag. Well, guess what you can do in a red flag in F1? Anything you Ooh, want. I read this. Yes, yes, that's right. So now Verstappen changes tires, and he never has to pit again. Why so, didn't somebody else do that? Why, they, they could because have they it, pitted right? under green because they weren't thinking it was going to red flag. So anyway, Hamilton starts coming. They He tries to attack Verstappen a couple different times. They they get pushed off, and then Max gets told to let him by, but he's trying to let him by right before the DS, DRS zone so he can go right back by him, mm-hmm. and he brake-checked Hamilton and knocked the front wing off of Hamilton's car. So like they've got like some kind of lever they can put they, the, the, uh, the rear the, wing opens. Re- it's okay, called the yeah. drag reduction system. So it's supposed to overcome when you get within a second of the car in front of you, you hit their wake. Mm-hmm. By opening that, it gives you about 25 horsepower. Oh. And it's supposed to allow you down the straightaway to to get a run on him and get past him. But anyway, they gave Verstappen a total of fifteen penalty penalty points, and it probably wouldn't have mattered because he went it out. Is that in, time? That's in time. Uh huh. Right? So they just yeah. add it to you at the end. So he, if he was within ten seconds of third place, it could have cost him a position. third or fourth. Right. Or, yeah, however but far down, way, fifteen way seconds. Ahead, yeah. yeah, and and the other thing that they do is there's three types of tires. You have to use two. So he had gone on to the medium tires. And those fell away at the end. He probably would have lost the lead without all that anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's just a lot of finger pointing. And the weird part, for Stappen has more wins than Hamilton. He can go into the first turn, wreck them both, and he'll win the title. And that's happened before in the final race of the year. So if he'd intentionally decides to take ago. Hamilton out, uh, even uh, if he gets penalized, somebody, yeah, even and, if he uh, gets penalized, suspended, doesn't matter. He wins the title. All right, let me ask you a question, Andrew. I think <clears throat> Hamilton will do it though. I do too. He's just if, that that run he's been on is impressive. And he's just so go ahead. Yeah, they Verstappen. Anyway, he's won what four in a row. 
five in five. a row to, to make up the deficit? That's insane. I mean, that's just No, crazy. he's won three in a row. He's won three in a row. That's impressive. Travis, I, sorry. I, I was just going to ask, if Hamilton wins his eight, does he call it quits? I don't think so. I think he wants ten. He's only like okay. 30 He's 36. 36. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if he would be like No, a, he's already re-signed. Um, yeah, but I didn't know if he'd be like a Jimmy Johnson. Maybe. That wanted to maybe go do something And that'll different. be, I'm sure there are motorsports that have more than seven titles, but not in the big three we think How of. old's Verstappen? Oh, he's like 26. So he'll win one of those. Oh, he's going to be the next Hamilton. I mean, the guy's, yeah. guy's going to be unbelievable. So enough F1. Sorry, I know that's not why guys, folks listen, but... If you're if you're going to be around this weekend, game in town. watch yeah. Bahrain. It's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. So, should we all go right. to a holiday awards? Yes, we should. Yeah. So, let's turn all of our mics on. Some of our children wanted to participate in in this segment, so we were totally fine with that. Um, so the first, you you want to walk us through the awards? Okay. Well, I'll just start. Holiday yeah, awards. We'll do them at one. We can just do one at a time. Sto- yeah, that's yeah. fine. Stocking full of coal. And this is which driver underperformed from 2021. And Carter, I'm going to give you the question sheet. That's what your answer is. Maybe Carter, you answer the questions. Or Ian, whoever wants to answer. Because I, now I don't have the questions in front of me. Go ahead. Looking for the underperforming driver. Uh, for 2021, the underperforming driver was, I think, Kevin Harvick. Oh, explain. Really? If I remember clearly, I don't think he had any wins. He nope. did not. This year. So I think, and he okay. had what nine the year before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. have one, Ian? Harvick. Um, okay. Okay. Did you have one, Chloe? Not for Chloe. What about you, Travis? I'm gonna say Brad Keselowski. You know, here's a guy that knew he was leaving Roush. I mean, I'm sorry, he was leaving Penske. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again until he retires. I don't think he'll ever win another race. I think his last win will be in the spring of 2021 at Talladega Super Speedway. Wow. Bold. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with a guy that looked to be on an upswing in 2020 and took a big step back in 2021, much of it by his organization in general, but the the 10 car. I thought Almarola was mm-hmm. really poised yeah. to, to break out yeah. last year. And, and uh, you know, you never like to think it's just the equipment but boy, does it sure seem like it with him, right? I mean, a rising tide raises all boats yep. for, you know, when Harvick was running well. It does seem like, though, if Harvick doesn't run well, that organization is just junk. Yes, so. I agree. Um, mine goes to Eric Jones. I thought he'd get at least one win. Um, I know he's racing in, um, well, the fourth, fifth leg of RCR. Is that right? Was that the, was that the alliance? Yeah. And I know it's, I know it's Petty Motorsports, but I thought he'd, He'd get one. He was competitive at times, but and I, and I and I like Eric. I like to see him do well, and I, I thought he uh, could have found a win here or there, and maybe he will in twenty twenty two. They finished twenty fourth in the points, so yeah. I don't know that it's as maybe not. Even if he hadn't won, I don't know that. Of course, the, did he even sniff a win though? I don't think he did. Darlington maybe didn't he maybe. get a wreck at Darlington? I yeah, I mean that's so, usually yeah. where he runs well. But yeah. but I I don't know. I I just don't know if you if you look just just playing devil's advocate. He ran behind the 42, the 23, the 47. Those are teams he should beat. Yeah, but he also ran about where the 43 did Always the runs. year before yep. with Bubba Wallace. And that's so. why when we think about Bubba Wallace, yes, he had the win that came in the rain. I get, get all that. But he finished 21st in points, which I think is the highest he's ever finished. Yeah, I, I think this is a huge year for him. So we'll see. All right, number two, Rudolph. 
Who do we think is going to be leading that pack in 2022? Who wants to start? Like the title favorite? Is that what you think? Is that yeah, what title favorite. Go I, ahead, Travis. I, this is, I mean, this is like picking a winner at Talladega. All right, go for it. Because you've got a brand new car and nobody knows anything about it. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a veteran. I'm going to say Kevin Harvick is going to rebound. And spank Ooh. the field. I I believe that he and Rodney Childers, they're going to figure it out. They're they're going to figure this out. I don't I don't think that I don't think you'll see them have back to back seasons where they don't win multiple races. And it, they didn't win a race last year. That's my all point. right. Carter or Ian, do you guys have one? This may seem like a generic answer, but I, I like maybe Kyle Larson or maybe Chase Elliott. Okay, I feel since they I, yeah uh, maybe Larson got. They're okay. The They're okay, I guess. I mean, you got you're yeah, crazy if you a, don't pick the sure. champion. Yeah. You know? Well, remember though, we haven't had a repeat champion in ten years. But I will say, who is the most versatile driver in the series? Larson. What needs versatility in a new? I mean, what does a new car need? Versus, versatility. Yeah. Yeah, if, gonna adapt I don't know car. how you pick against the five car. I just don't. Yeah. I or mean, just do I think Kyle he'll Larson? Like, yeah. I, in general, yeah. Just, just. Yeah. I'd love to say the eighteen as well. Uh, just guys that are really versatile at at cars, but guys that if Jimmy Johnson was still running, I would expect him to run well mm-hmm. because this car is going to be loose to be mm-hmm. fast. What yeah. about you, Carter? Uh, I think um, Truex is going to lead the pack in twenty twenty two. He had a good year last year. He was in the final the final four with Larson, Elliott, and Hamlin. But I I think he'll he had a good I, he had a couple wins last year and. I think he was third in points ahead of Hamlin and behind Elliott. But I just think Truex is going to lead the pack next year. Yeah. It's not Could, a bad choice. No. Could be. Chloe, do you have one? Call me Kyle Busch with his M&Ms. <laughs> I love they just so chocolatey. Actually, no, you don't like Kyle Busch anymore, do you? No. What? Who, who, she said no. That's Yeah, that happened at um, Martinsville, Martinsville or Bristol. Martinsville, yeah. Wow. Because he's like, oh, he's kind of mean. And anyway, I don't like M&M's. What? That is very surprising. What'd what'd she say? But she likes Skittles. She says she doesn't like M&M's. Oh, she's a weirdo. Do you have a pick? So is Uh, that... What's your pick? Chloe, yeah, make a pick. I think Truex Jr. Okay. Cadence, do you have a pick? Uh, I think Chase Elliott. All right. Who hasn't made a pick besides me? Just you. Just you. Denny Hamlin. He's going to win it? Yeah. That's going to ruin my year. I mean, I, I won't I, be able I, to. I mean, he's he's running out of time. He's going to get desperate. I think he's I think he's going to wreck a lot, but I think he's going to win a lot. I'm about to take that banner down that says number eleven, best driver without a title. You gonna make me take that banner he, down? I, I, I hope so. All right, dude's had a great career. I got he, a tattoo. He's a, he's a butthole at times, and what he did at um, Martinsville was dangerous. Yeah, um, but he is very talented, and I think uh, I think the guy not deserves, but I think he. I, I would be okay with seeing him win a title. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I appreciate talent and quality, and uh, I think that career deserves at least one championship. All right. Next one, mistletoe. We, uh, we call that one the most unexpected driver in 2021. Who do we have as that? Who wants to go? Anybody? The the guy that ran the like just came out of nowhere and surprised yeah, everyone. That you thought had the best. Uh, well, Carter and I were talking about a little bit about this, and I, I guess I don't know. Maybe it was Kyle Larson. I mean, re- coming back off of what he, 
you know, a, a year or not, not quite a year, but part of a year out of the sport and uh, to come back and rebound and have the year that he did. Uh, was it a shock? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, that's, I don't really have another answer, better answer than that. So I guess I'll have to go with Kyle Larson and I know that's kind of weak. All right, Travis. I'm going to say, and I know that they, I know they didn't run great the whole year. But I'm going to say Michael McDowell. Mm. He made the playoffs. Yes, he won the Daytona 500. But that team ran better than they've ever run before. And Despite the 38 giving him nothing as a teammate. Yes, and I think you're going to see, uh, I think you're going to see that same thing happen this year. We didn't mention this in news, but Todd Gilliland is going into the 38 next year. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how he runs. I think he's got a lot more experience, obviously. I- it is interesting in terms of like not the drivers, but the the plate tracks gave us unexpected, right? Two yeah. of the four first time winners. Yeah. Overall, and again, they weren't consistent, but I think they showed some flashes of brilliance, and that was the Suarez team. The, mm. the ninety nine, yeah. I thought they ran really well for a first year organization. Again, no practice coming in with brand new equipment, having to get together and learn everything. I I, I know they didn't finish great in the points. They finished 25th, but they ran ahead of Cole Custer. They ran ahead of Ryan Newman. So, you know, they they had a lot of inconsistency, but they also had a, a couple of really nice finishes. They had a top five. I didn't realize that. I knew they had some top tens, but he finished top five in one of those races. Yeah, that was I was I was impressed with that team. All right, next, farm animals, part of a nativity. Camels have two toes. So we got our camel toe award. Which two toes are closely related? Teammates that pack the biggest one-two punch. Travis, who do you want to go with? I, I struggled with this one a little bit, but I'm going to go with Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin from mm-hmm. Joe Gibbs Racing. You know, they're, in my opinion, they're at the top of Joe Gibbs Racing just because Truex, he runs up front a lot, but it seems like those two guys are up front each and every week unless Kyle you know, doesn't have a car that handles very well. So I'm going to go Joe Gibbs racing teammates, Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. All right. Carter, you want to go? I'm going to go along the lines of what Travis said, Joe Gibbs too, but I got to go with Hamlin and Truex, not Bush, but I got to go with Hamlin and Truex. Solid. I don't know that you can argue much with that either. I mean, I think those three, if we had to pick a three, it'd be a no contest, wouldn't it? No, no other organization. I, I have to go with the guys that ran in the top five all year. Uh, in points mostly and I mean and they both made the final four I mean the five and the nine I mean I think if you if you take the five out of the equation and nine has a bunch more wins you take the nine out of the equation five's got a couple more wins so Mm -hmm. I think those two guys are by far the clear-cut favorites at Hendrick Motorsports just in a side note I think William Byron took a big step forward this year yeah and I think Alex Bowman took a big step backward so it will be interesting to see because coming in, with three wins. See, I, I was going to say, I don't know how you can say that with he had his he, most successful year. Yeah, he won a lot of races, but they were very inconsistent. And he just didn't put it on at the end. Maybe I expect more out of him. They didn't even make it out of the round of 12, did they? No. That, I mean, you, you got three wins, man. You got to make it to round eight. I, and I know there's always luck and stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I just feel like he took a step back. For, I, he, I th- it, would you rank him ahead of William Byron? If, no, but let me ask you a question. So Junior had a big impact in him going in that race car. Does he not remind you a lot of Dale Junior, somebody who has the talent, but sometimes just can't put it all together and win 
a lot of races and compete for championships. Yeah, it's it's like checkers or wreckers. They beat themselves a lot. They make a lot of mistakes. I, I mean, I, I think he's a very good race car driver. He doesn't he doesn't tear up equipment, but maybe he doesn't take chances because of that, right? I mean, sometimes. Sometimes if you're not tearing up equipment, you're not driving on the edge. I mean, that's how a lot of guys know it's time for them to end. I mean, that's what Jimmy Johnson said. That's what Tony Stewart, you look at going all the way back to the days of Petty and Waltrip. When you can no longer have the courage to throw it in there because you know you've got a high percent of it spinning out or putting in the fence, maybe it's time to walk away. And so I don't know if Bowman just gets conservative, but I think if you look at Hendrick Motorsports, it has to be 5, 9, 24, 80, 48, don't you? I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael. Yes, sir. One, two teammate. Let me go with, um, can I go with Almondinger and Haley? Well, Almondinger was one for one this year. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember, was Haley in the, was Haley in the same good. race? That's a pretty yes, good. he uh, was. He um, was, but I think he finished like 34th. But he led and didn't, no, that was a different race. Sorry. Never yeah, mind. I mean, you put all your eggs on basket. They made the most of that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was going to go with, I guess the flip side of the Hendrick coin. The 48 and the 24 ran around a lot together. Um, so just to not pick the five and the nine, but I also, yeah, I, I guess, uh, the 12 and the, um, 22, the 22. Yeah. 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 yeah they were, they were pretty good together. Uh, just to pick somebody different and they yeah. draft well together. Yeah, and, they do. Yeah. All right. Next misfit toys who had a misfit of a season. Who's got to pick it up in 2022. Who wants to start? Michael, you got anyone for that? Um, who's got to pick it up in 2022. I would, um, I don't know. Probably Christopher Bell. Mm. He led off. He led off with a win, but not a whole lot after that. And yeah. when you're that was week in, two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah at the road course. Yeah. And so when you're in Joe Gibbs' race and you got those other guys doing doing a great job, you probably need to step up your game as well. Yeah. What about you, Travis? I'm gonna go, and I feel like we've been. I had two, but I'll I'll, I'll go with this one just because I think we need to see more out of Austin Dillon. I mean, it, you took mine, Travis. Well, okay. All right, <laughs> no, 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 here. please go ahead. I have a second one. Go ahead. Okay. I, I just, you know, yes, he's Richard Childers' grandson, but at what point does that not mean anything? At what point? I mean, Tyler Reddick ran really well this year, I thought. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really see that out of the three car. And the three ran where the three always runs. Yep. Right around the cutoff for the playoffs. Yep. Uh, so he was one of mine. I think the other one, and again, we talked about how the organization didn't have a good year, but Cole Custer had a miserable season. Yeah. Miserable season. Remember last year, he had a man's win. Was it, it at California? K- Kentucky. Kentucky. It was a man's win. He went up there and told those other guys, I'm taking this from you. Mm-hmm. And then nothing this year. Never sniffed one. I think he had a couple of top tens at the end of the year, but man, they really struggled. He's going to be what his third season next year. Yeah. Um, so you know we're going to, we'll have to see, but he got outrun by his teammate. His teammate was a rookie. Yeah. The other the other one I was going to throw out there was Ricky Stenhouse. I mean, at what point? How many chances does he get? You know, they're getting rid of a guy in Ryan Priest who I think has the mm. talent mm-hmm. to get the job done, but it, un- unfortunately in this in this business it's all about sponsorship. What is it like about Stenhouse? Is cowboy hat wearing? Or I, what, what is it about that? He, I mean, he's not an ugly guy. I mean, I, no, nice, I think I think he's marketable. I think he's, but he's clean cut. But he also, I mean, did they run any worse? I mean, where's the forty-seven run? I'm gonna ask you this, Travis. Where would you say 
you expect that 47 car to run in points without knowing where they where where would you expect with the proper driver in it i would expect them to win now but in points no i don't know in points based on what you've seen the 18th. from almondinger up probably 20th 20th to they 20th finished 22nd yeah I, I just at what point do you give up on a guy well do you know why he's in there I, I can tell you I think this is why he's in there. Because four times a year, he's got a really good shot to win. He's also got a good shot to wreck 39 other drivers. Well, that's, that's how good, he'll that's win. A, that's a good point on that, those super speedways. Yep. And yeah. those are big money races. And, and he those also are, runs well at Bristol. Yeah. He so, does. So so I, I think if you're JTG Doherty, you've got to make a decision of whether you want to pay the bills or whether you want to try and get somebody who can win a, start yeah. winning races. Yeah. I just, Cart- yeah. I, I'll just say this and then we can move on. I just feel like if you put Matty D in that car, he'll do a whole lot better. Probably. I'll, I'll just say that. And maybe they will. I don't know how long he's starting. Carter, did you have one for this one? Yes, I did. Um, This this guy, had he had a pretty good year. He made the playoffs. But I think he has potential to win a good amount of races and possibly make to the Final Four. I think Tyler Reddick needs to pick it up in 2022. So continue. Yeah. There you go. That's good. Okay. I think he's going to be a star. I, if he can I get agree. out of RCR equipment, I hate to say that. All right, our last one. No, sorry, two more. Candy cane. Candy cane shaped like a hook. Which driver might get the hook next year? Be booted. You want to go, Ian? Who do you think's getting fired? Uh, yeah, I think Brad Kozlowski after that Martinsville race right before the play, right before the title. <laughs> so you think after he wrecked, he's like, going to fire himself. He's going to fire himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. But you I think somebody's going to wreck him though? Yeah. All right. Okay. I love it. Carter, what you got? I, I'm going to have to go with Austin Dillon. I think he's going to get the, the boot next year. Yeah, I, I would say on, on performance, you're probably right. But when your granddaddy pays the bills. Yeah. Do you have one for that, That's Chloe? also true. Okay. I'm going to say... This is taking the money filter right out of it. This is from the what they see. You know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. this is these guys, what are they doing out there? <laughs> the heart and the soul. I... Oh, I think Thank Eric Almarola's on thin ice. I know he's got that Smithfield, and they re-upped. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong, but I, love I, bacon. I think he's going to have to pick it up to stay in that ride. Um, you know, looking through here, we've already said Dylan, and you can have a handful of back markers. But I, I don't see, I don't see anybody else. That was going to be my answer. Was it really? Yeah, the one you answered. What about Chris Busher? What does he keep running for? Well, he know, runs better than anybody won. else in a Ford. Um, I mean, just to be honest. I'm just going down through the list he here. Went, he ran Chase Briscoe. He finished 10 spots higher than his teammate in the points. Chris Busher. Well, Briscoe's a rookie. They're not going to can him after James two Davidson. Jimmy Davidson. Was it, was it James? It's James. That's Rick Ware Racing. They, they need when, to be canned as a whole. Well, that's a good one. Is that going to be your answer? Yeah, that's, that's mine. I mean... The Jay good thing, Hand. the good thing is that uh, you know, with the merger with RPM, the fifty-one car lost its charter. That's right. Which is a good thing. So now they're down to three. Now they're down to three. If we can get two more people, unfortunately, blind spotting can't afford a team, or we would buy it. But yeah, that's beside the point. BS we Racing to sponsor that's somebody it. with it. BS Racing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it would be too. <laughs> yes, we'd put Travis in the car. Hey. I mean, I like that. I, I could do better than some of those guys, I think. You probably could. Yes. Better than Stenhouse. Yeah. All right, last. Lord have mercy. Michael came up with this one. It's a good one. The star on top. What was your favorite moment 
of 2021, anything related to NASCAR? Michael, go first. You came up with it. Well, I think Carter mentioned this earlier, and this was going to be mine. I, I, so I'm going to let I'm going to let Carter you go first because you, you no. Okay, well, I mean, we were there at Darlington when Kyle Larson rode that thing around the edge of the track to catch up, man. That was so exciting. And I was a little bit on the fence on Kyle Larson, but after, Pun he, after he pulled that, sent that <laughs> son of a bitch He in video there. gamed it. Oh my God, that was so, that was, a, I was like, is he, yeah, oh my God, he is, he's doing that, and he held up and didn't wreck the guy, and, uh, and that he was just, and do man, you that think, was amazing, that was just wait a fun, minute. Who, wasn't that who Hamlin? does that? Wasn't that Hamlin? Yeah, it was if Hamlin. You, if you reverse those two, do you think that stays the same way? Probably no, not. I don't. No. That's what I, you know, and I, I'm not I a Larson. I think you want a lot of fans right there with that bold move and not winning it not, dirty. Not winning it dirty. Didn't it wasn't worth it to wreck somebody for the win. And I God, that was fun. And I think a lot of guys in the garage gained a lot of respect for him too. Not maybe yeah. just on that, but he was a popular victory, I mean, man. He was a was popular crazy, champion. Crazy, man. Good for him. That's what about cool. you, Travis? I'm gonna go and it's not necessarily a, a particular moment, but the Martinsville cutoff race. That yeah. race just continues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to produce epic moments that you know you, you're sitting there with i don't know 150 laps to go and you think you know who's going to win and then with 100 to go you think you know who's going to win and then the whole thing gets turned on its lid and i mean we just we left there and we were just in awe of the racing that we saw um yeah that that cutoff race should always stay at martinsville speedway all right what you got there carter yeah, I, on the NASCAR standpoint, I think Travis made a good point about the Martinsville. That was really fun. And then when Hamlin came and bumped Hoods with um, Bowman in there at the end, that was very disrespectful of Hamlin. But that was fun to see. And then they got out of the car. Or they didn't get out of the car because I think Bowman was ready to get out of the car, but Hamlin, I don't think he would have gotten out of the car because he's scared. Um, but And then when, <laughs> when Harvick and Elliott got into like a – a mouth fight. Uh, that was fun to watch. And then, off the NASCAR standpoint, when we were at a race this year, oh. so these two these two big dudes were fighting in the stands near us. <laughs> and oh, big fat guys. Two big fat guys. And then Bristol wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right yeah. after Chase and Harvick. Yeah. And one yeah. one guy picked him up, picked up the other one, and threw him all the way down the stairs. And, and then, then it resulted and fighting it re- and it resulted in a fist fight down the stands. Yep, it did. That was. Man, there was a lot that went on that night. Cadence, do you have? Then one guy got mad at his old grandpa, and because grandpa wasn't helping fight. <laughs> no, because gra- there called, was no security there. There was no security. It was there. called. It was called grandpa. Grandpa helped him, helped break up the fight, and the old dude was the fat dude was like, "Well, you should have helped me fight the guy." <laughs> I think if that old grandpa wasn't there, the fight wouldn't get it. Wouldn't uh, would have ended badly. Yeah, up. he would have had a broken nose or. Uh, oh, someone would have gotten like yeeted off the stands. <laughs> into into the All right. racetrack. What about you, Ian? For your favorite. Yes. Um, my favorite one was also at Martinsville when um, Bowman came to wreck Hamlin for the for the win at the end. Yep. Towards near the end. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because we were right near it, too. So. All right. Yeah, that's good. we were right in front. And then we saw the burnout right in front of us. That was awesome. All right, here we go. Ready, Chloe? I liked when Chase and and uh, Harvick just, like, collided at the end. 
at Bristol. That was my favorite too, actually. I enjoyed watching the two fat guys fight. And those two fat guys weren't me and Michael. So just to be clear. <laughs> Violation. That might have been Homestead 2019, but it wasn't Bristol 2021. <laughs> oh, that wasn't very nice to either of us. All right, what about you, Cadence? Uh, I have to go with Andrew and Carter. I like the two fat guys fighting. <laughs> I thought they were <laughs> and that no was definitely the highlight there, of no the race. There. And um, the old grandpa bringing it up. They're like absolutely. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that if the old grandpa wasn't there, that fight would have not gotten broke up, and there would be uh, that fight would be still going on today. And to add on, and to add on, I have an extra question. Just I just thought oh, of this okay. from the moment part. What is your out of all the races that we've been to, what is your favorite moment of any race that we've been to? Ever? And I want to start. Okay. My favorite moment was when, I think, was it Kenseth? Was and it Logano. Ma- and Le- when Kenseth came out of the pit road and Martin's put Logano up. in the wall. He had a brake failure going into turn one. And then th- that was the race that Gordon came back and won. In the dark. the lights. Yeah, with no lights. Yep. That, was, that was crazy. That's mine too. That actually... Of all the, that one would be right up there. The only time I've ever seen the driver I pull for win was when I was in uh, Chicago land and watched Tony win. But other than that, I I would say that the Gordon and then the Kenseth Keselowski. Do you have one, Chloe? Uh, when that lady chased us. Oh Lord! <laughs> okay, our that's kids a, never even want to deal with anything on the racetrack. All right, yeah. Travis, oh, what guys. was your favorite moment right. we've ever been to? Uh, I would have to say <laughs> the first time the or no, I'm sorry, the second time uh, the four of us, Carter included. Went to Homestead. Mm. That was mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. whole trip. Yes. Um, we, we went to the Space fishing Center. There. We went yeah. deep sea fishing. Uh, Andrew did. And Andrew well, got three sick. Of you did. Andrew got sick. Because yeah. wussy boy over here can't, um, doesn't have any sea legs. Yeah. We went to the race. We tried. You tried. You tried. Two, two, 200 to 300 pound lemon shark. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I caught a big huge, shark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but just, we, you know, the races are fun that we go to, but we also have a lot of fun outside of what takes place on yeah. the race. I will tell you what my you want, Michael. Can you guess what my least favorite race we've ever been to? I know what the that race is. itself. Uh, yeah, either I, I don't know the two, the Jimmy Johnson win followed up by absolutely, the Logano. <laughs> absolutely the Jimmy Johnson, the Jimmy number Johnson eight, win. number eight, number seven. Sorry, number uh, seven. Getting ahead of myself. Go down there to watch Carl Edwards or somebody win a title. Go down there for Tony's last race and. They don't screw it up going into turn one in the 48 who ran 30th all night. Well, Danny made a good time up at that Florida Turnpike. Yeah, we did. Two, two hours later after I took a nap, was that? We made it 300 made it miles from, down the road. We made it from Homestead <laughs> to like like Port St. Lucie in like 90 minutes. I mean, we we should normally take you later. approximately five and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it was time Maybe not travel. that long, but yeah, that was, that was uh, moving. All did right. you know that uh, tomorrow, and I know this because I work on obscure facts and knowledge for announcements at school every day tomorrow or maybe it was today i think it's tomorrow is national pretend that you're a time traveler day i don't even know it's also national brownie day which is but why would you just pretend to be a time traveler why wouldn't you be just be a time traveler anyway it's tomorrow just there you go do it nike all right all right now we're gonna move into the kids questions kids questions we have no idea what's coming so uh, I guess we'll just go in order. We'll just we'll just go Carter, Ian, Chloe, Cadence, and ask one at a time. And then whoever it's addressed to, you just let us know who the question's for, and then state your question, and then we'll answer it. 
So I'll start off, and my first question is, what's your favorite? What's the favorite track you? What's your favorite track you've been to, and why? I'll go first. Uh, my mine is God, this is hard because mine is Martinsville for the racing, but for the actual atmosphere, it's Richmond. Oh, Andrew nice. and I got to go to Richmond in September, and that is a fantastic facility, and they have great food. They do. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Martinsville on the racing. And Travis, we got to get you there. But in terms of atmosphere, there's no place like Talladega. Let's go. That place is that place is crazy. What about you, Michael? As far as going to walking up, just because of how it kind of rises up out of the valley, Bristol. Yeah. I love just that. It's the it's the pomp, the circumstance, the build up, just the it's the pageantry, and it's usually a good race. But I have a lot of memories also of going to races in charlotte mm-hmm. when i was a kid and you sat on the concrete yeah <laughs> um i mean it was just it was a it, thousand it, it, degrees it felt older then yeah and but i mean it was just right there you could smell it you could feel it you'd get tire rubber on your face yes my um, father tells a story about i was about the twins age i was about 12 and they were down there doing some type of selling something, I don't know, outside the track. And Dad bought me a ticket on second row coming out of four. Mm. And he said, I came back out. <laughs> and he said, how was it? And I smiled and I had rubber all in my teeth. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yum, yum. So, yeah. It was not a nice meal. All right, Ian, what you got? Uh, mine is it's more directed towards Michael and Travis. Uh because I already know how you got into uh, about uh, what got you what got you guys into racing and why do you like it so much? For me, uh, the first race that I ever watched flag to flag was uh, unfortunately the 2001 Daytona 500, and that was the race that Dale Earnhardt was tragically killed. But just the 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 racing at Daytona hooked me, and I haven't missed many races on television or attending them since that point. Um, I, you know, being visually impaired, racing is a very descriptive sport. And so it's easy for me to follow. And it's something that I enjoy reading about on a daily basis and, and, and keeping up with. So that's, that's pretty much mine. Michael, how about you? I just, you know, growing up in this area, that's what just everybody, a lot of people were involved in that. And just really, it was part of the culture around here. Uh, because back when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 years old, Everybody that lived here was from here. And so they had ties. They knew somebody who raced. Uh, they raced themselves. And so you would go to the races in Charlotte. That was the big thing to do when that came around every year. So just going to races when I was a kid, I remember you know driving over on the back roads and going into Concord and coming into the track uh, off of Poplar Tent Road that way and just... Um, yeah, being immersed in it and exposed to it at a young age. I mean, everybody was chewing tobacco. I mean, people wore, you know, Chattanooga. People were chewing Chattanooga chew, wearing Levi Garrett's. And I mean, you know, if that was a chewing tobacco. I can't remember. Anyway, I just remember they, they, drank, they drank the beer, they drank the Budweiser, they chewed the tobacco and smoked the cigarettes. And that was just the life. That's what, and you saw that. You saw your everyday life, things that you saw every day, reflected on the racetrack and on those cars and the people who were in those in those cars and, and on those race teams. So it was just life, but life on the track. Well, so. I know you've told me several times that 
you guys went to high school with Rodney Childers, and yes, you were friends with very good friends, and you guys rode four wheelers up and down the street. And we did. He those. rode four wheelers with Rodney, and I rode the bench with him in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when it, we used to get a lot of snowfall, um, and Rodney and I grew up down Langtree Road in Mooresville, and so he would ride up to my house or I'd ride down to his on a four-wheeler and we'd just ride up down Lane Street Road and not every, everywhere in between getting stuck and pulling each other out. Just had, have a big time. And it was a lot of fun. And um, the butter and beanery we'd oh, go to. Rodney gosh. loved getting hot dogs with the butter and beanery. That he was could eat place. like 18 of them and never gained a pound. The dude was tiny, He's tiny, still, tiny still, now. still tiny. Yeah. And, you know, back then you'd see Dale Earnhardt at the Whataburger. And, yeah. and Dale Earnhardt Jr. was a couple years older than us in high school. And like like Michael said, 90s, the racing started coming here and all that kind of stuff. But just even though you didn't ask it, Ian, in case the fans are interested, I my parents were, my dad was a pastor, and they would be gone a lot doing youth group stuff. And we had a babysitter that would come along when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And back in those days, they didn't show many NASCAR races live. A lot of them were either tape delayed or they were just radio only. They didn't have any television. And the woman that I babysit us used to put MRN on on Saturdays and Sundays on the weekends, and we just listened to the race. Mm-hmm. And I just got where I just enjoyed it. And then once it was on television, I became like like Travis. It was appointment viewing for me for many, many, many years if we didn't have anything else to do. So, yeah. um, you know, we also, I think one reason, too, is we didn't have a football team here. When we were sure, growing yeah, up. that's true. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you'd watch the Redskins, the Cowboys, but there was wasn't the like a Panther down. game that you set your schedule around on Sunday afternoons in the fall, especially. So, what'd you do? You 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 listen to race. So that that was mm-hmm. how I, you know I kind of got yes. into it. Well, and back in the day too, before two thousand one, well maybe not two thousand one, but you know it used to be you come home from church and you turn the race on because it was on at twelve thirty one o'clock, mm-hmm. and it's but it's not that way anymore. Chloe. Uh, this is for you, Daddy. Why do you like Chase Elliott? So I always said that, and and Michael and I have had this discussion a lot, that I always wanted, when I had a driver that was hanging it, I, first of all, I always held on to a driver to the bitter end, which made the end of the 90s suck with Daryl, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it made the end of the 2000s suck with Tony. <laughs> so uh, the way I got, I was interested in Stewart was his rookie year was 99. And, and then by the time he had started to really establish himself, Daryl was retired and I felt like I could jump onto a new bandwagon. Um, you know, I didn't want to be a Gordon fan or anything like that. Those guys were already established. Well, when, when Tony was pretty close to the end, Chase's rookie year, I think was Tony's last year. And I just enjoyed watching the way he ran. He didn't tear his equipment up. He, he was really good for a rookie. He didn't win his rookie year, but I just liked the way he ran, and I liked I liked watching, you know, watching him and listening to him on the scanner, and uh, thought he was just really calm. And you know, of course, I liked his dad, but I was never a fan of his dad. But that that's why, because I thought you know I was going to pick a new guy, and Chase just sort of fit the bill. And then everybody else decided they wanted to be popular like me, and that's why he's the most popular driver because I picked him first. Actually, I picked him before you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jeff Corden, twenty-four. Next. Uh, Next question is coming from Cadence. Uh, when did you go to your first race? All of us? Yeah. Travis, when did you go to your first race? Uh, my first race was, I believe it was the All-Star Race in, yeah, it was the All-Star Race in 2002. Um, and for many, for many years, I used to go to the All-Star Race 
with my two uncles. That was the one race a year that we went to. Um, and until I met Andrew and Michael, I never went to any other track besides Charlotte. Hmm. So, uh, you know, these guys have really opened my horizons to other parts of the world. So my first race was that Charlotte race. It was 87, 88, somewhere in there. I don't remember the the year. And then, again, I had never been anywhere but Charlotte until 94 when we went to the Spring Wilkesboro race. I was in college, and me and some friends decided to go to Wilkesboro. And we went to the last two Spring Wilkesboro races and saw Earnhardt and Labonte win those two races. And then they closed it. And we started going to Martinsville. And um, so, yeah, but my first one was Charlotte in the 80s. All right, Michael, what about you? I think I think mine was around that same time, too. It's mid-80s sometime, you know, mid to late 80s. Um, I remember going to one of the Winstons. It may, it may have been the first one. 85. 85. It may have been <laughs> the one. Um, the one that Daryl's engine blew say, up. Yeah, well, now, I, I, <laughs> right after I the remember, finish line. <laughs> I was at the one where Rusty spun. Oh, was eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay, that might have been. I went. To I hope some he chokes on that two hundred thousand dollars. Yep. But I remember because I remember the smoke. I remember the in turn three. I, yeah, I remember that. And remember but, the controversy on that was because the Winston was new and they had all these weird rules. Daryl was like, well, I was leading when the caution came out. I was sideways, but I was leading, so I should have the lead of the race. And they, you know, anyway, that you've heard right. the stories about sure. that. But, yep. um, but it was probably before that. I mean, I remember seeing Yarber run when I was younger. I remember seeing um, just the car. I remember seeing the cars when they looked like the cars you could buy on the street. I mean, I remember a Monte yeah. Carlo looked like the same Monte Carlo you could have driven to the race. Or what? I'm using that as an example or... The Pontiac, whatever. The Grand, like at the yeah. Hall of Fame where they have the street yes. car and Richard yeah, Petty's car. Yeah, it looked like, yeah, it was like, and I remember that. And I thought that was cool. And the tires were cool. Back then, they all had, I want to say a lot of people had the chrome rims. Chrome rims. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. that was just cool looking. And the, the exhaust, because those, those, were, those were pretty badass cars. Um, and they, a lot of times, today, but. they would paint the inside of the car. Do you remember that, like, like in the mid '80s, like you see the old footage of like Ko Yarborough's Hardy's car, and the inside, the whole thing was orange. I don't remember. I don't. Remember. Or like the Bud car for Walter, the whole inside roll cage and everything was red. You know they don't do that now, but yeah. I, when they first started putting in cars in, they would paint scheme the inside too. It was kind of neat, and mm-hmm. you'd see them go by and all this flash of color and everything. So, Cadence, hey, do you remember your first race? I think you were prepared to answer this question. Do you remember? Which one it was and what was very unique about your first race that you went to? Uh, yes. My first race was in nine, uh, 2019 when we went to Darlington and it poured rain. <laughs> oh, that's the one I was sitting in my garage at one Laughing in the morning it. feeling of, like I was nice and dry. Of course, the race was delayed, but it still happened and it was awesome. Cool. It was a good race. Yeah. 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 It ended up. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. In the morning. Yeah. And there was a hurricane coming. That's why they had to get it in. Yep. Car- um, All right, Carter, go again. All right. My next question is, if you could have anyone on the podcast, dead or alive, who would you want to have on the podcast as a guest? Ooh. We can't say Bill French Sr. <laughs> that's what all our guests that's what everybody say. Says, yeah. You got one, Travis? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, that is a good one. I got to be honest. Since they can be dead, I would love to have Barney Hall in here for two hours. Mm-hmm. We would just be silent. Let him just um, talk. Yeah. You know, I, I would just, I would say, Barney, 
tell us some stories and 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 just sit back and and listen. Yeah, you know, because I think he could tell some um, incredible stories. What about you, Michael? Man, uh, I would. I still want to get Harry Gann on the show. I still hadn't given up on that. I think that'd be a fun sit down, and maybe maybe we have to go to him. But I'd love to hear just his his him tell his story. I would also love to have fifteen minutes with Tim Richmond. Oh yeah, I was uh, that would just be, and fifteen minutes would probably turn into an hour and a half. And just to talk about, if we could talk about, you know, I'd lo- what are some things you do differently? And I doubt he'd do anything differently. You know, um, but just, yeah, that that'd been a fun conversation to have. What what is it? What's it like to be you, man? Some birds <laughs> just ain't meant to be caged. I guess not, dude. Yeah. I would have to say, and you and I have spent fifteen minutes with this individual, but I'd love to spend an hour and maybe go get dinner after, or something. I'd love to have Daryl Walter Ben. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that, I, Michael yeah. and I got to meet him when we were eighteen, and we turned to white as ghosts. But. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah, that'd be he'd fun. be. I think he'd be such a fun guest, and I've, obviously, many of y'all have probably seen the Dale Jr. download with him on it, and obviously, you've heard him in the Fox booth for twenty years. But yeah. just endless stories, and like when you see him, because he's one of the few guys that kind of bridges the old generation and the nil, the, the the modern era. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you when they had that fifty years in NASCAR, and they had those group things. It was all the guys in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Like Daryl was there in the seventies. Yeah, you know, and so so he kind of bridges some of that to the old the old guard and has mm-hmm. some of those stories about people that aren't with us anymore like David Pearson and 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 Benny Parsons and you know Bobby Isaac and those guys so I'd take Daryl what you got Ian um what are your thoughts on Matt DiBenedetto maybe not being in the 2022 season I think it sucks yeah I think I'm, he's I'm a better him. driver than some of the other guys yeah but uh I'm glad I'm glad we had a chance to spend some time with him yeah I wish him well I I I think we'll see money him again. talks, unfortunately. But yeah. you know that we've seen some comeback stories. I mean, maybe he, maybe you know, when John Hunter Nemechek left the Cup Series last year, I don't think people expected him to have the kind of year he ended up having. No, no, you know, I don't so, think so, so yeah. you know, oh well, he's going down to the Truck Series. What? But you know, he's reinvigorated. Maybe he's got another chance. So maybe so. I hope so. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I'm not convinced that he won't be racing something next year. I think it may be a part-time something, you know, Mm -hmm. like a few races for some team, but it may be a good team. You know, I I think if you were to ask Matt, would you rather run five races with an established team you could win with, or would you rather run a full season with a team you can run 30th with? I think he'd take the five races because at that point, because at that point he can go out next year and say, look, this is what I did. And then maybe he'll have a chance. And we don't know. You know, maybe maybe he sat back and is like, you know, maybe maybe I want to do something different. I don't know, but I I, I, I think, think that... he's I think he still has the fire to race. Um, but unfortunately, it's all about money. And I if think you don't trade have any money, two or three fingers for a win. Y- yeah, I don't think I. <laughs> you would see, you'd see, you might see a a real life replay of Ricky Bobby, Ricky running, Bobby. running through the track, running through. And the track. he's only thirty. I'm on yeah. fire. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> the most heartbreaking thing I've seen at a racetrack with a race car driver is what Newman did to him at Bristol a few years ago. Oh, the night gosh. Race. Yeah, that was tough, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I hope they get a. I hope they get in a room somewhere and ha- well, have that out. It better be a wide door. <laughs> and, a, and a tall one. Yeah. Matt's New- tall. Yeah, Matt's tall, but that's not what I meant. New- Newman, Newman needs to be 
He had, should have the M&M sponsorship, maybe Snickers. That boy's put on some weight. Oh, has he? He's, oof. All right, what you got for yeah, me? It's probably a little... All right, yeah. Okay, this one's for Travis. Why oh. do you dislike Nigel? Because, well, first of all, he's not real. Says who? Second of all, he's, Curry, maybe? he's the worst Southern North Carolinian slash Australian, whatever you want to call it, and I just don't think it brought anything to the podcast. I see. Uh, that's Chloe's a big fan, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Chloe has a crush. Well, on Nigel. Nigel. <laughs> Nigel can come live with Chloe if oh, he can okay. get out of the desert. Thank you, Chloe. I appreciate you saying that. Well, Nigel made a brief appearance and back down the stairs. God. Go ahead, Cadence. Did he bring his camel? Rescue us, please, Cadence. What driver do you like the best? We know that Andrews is Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. Cadence, what's yours? Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Travis, who's your favorite driver? Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. No, you know, he... I actually don't know this. Yeah, I don't know. Um... I don't really have a favorite. I just have drivers that... You don't like. Exactly. Exactly. I I pull... I'm going to pull a media card here, and I hate to do it, but I pull for good stories. And as you know, if we go to a race or I watch a race and there's a good story that can be told at the end of it, I'm pretty happy. Well, Michael, I have to say, for the first time in a long time, I think you've got a driver now. Watching you... Oh, text yeah. during Phoenix. <laughs> I couldn't watch the last with, 10 laps. With, yeah. with something to lose. <laughs> I well, mean, I mean, part of that was I. he was just deserving. I That was going to totally just stink. No, I, I get that. If he had won. But, but, but I also wanted to win. I think he got me at Darlington. Yeah. yeah. Good. I think he got me at Darlington. I also, and and I mean, I was a, yeah, I was, a, I was heading that way with Carl Edwards, and then he walked away. And then uh, you know, I don't want to see May D, but yeah, maybe. And I'm not. It's not. It's not a. I I liked him when he was in the 42. It impressed me. And it, it, we were. I forget what year, but if the, maybe it was the first year that you and I went to Bristol. He ran second. Yeah. And ran around the top all day long. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's got that Cottonelle car wiping the. Yeah. <laughs> Wiping, wiping the, the fence. They should have had. They should have had that at the dirt race. <laughs> they should. They should yes. have. They should have. <laughs> Yes, so maybe maybe events. so maybe so I haven't gotten any five gear yet but we'll see what 2022 brings so as far as so if you race. had to pick one Travis we're not gonna hold this against you if you had to pick a guy to root for to win next year I I would say I would say probably it would be between Elliot and Larson yeah. or or Denny Hamlin I mean how do you no no I mean how do you how do you deny Larson's talent and you know the story of him coming from only running four races last year and then coming back this year and winning what 10 races in a championship that's that's e60 material you yeah know? um it's it's amazing so we got time for one more from the kids well i think cadence has a follow-up question to that question don't you um why do you like um the racer that you like why do i like the racer that i like yes you want to start with well travis to- you want everybody to answer that or just Andrew? Why do you like the driver you like? Uh, because he's a good sport and he seems to be genuinely kind. Oh, yeah. I, I do think Chase Elliott's kind. 
I liked drivers. The reason I picked Daryl Waltrip because I was a kid and I liked Bright Orange and he drove the Bright Orange car. <laughs> That's why I picked Daryl. Same with Tony, right? No, with Tony, oh. <laughs> I liked that he was an unknown. He, I had followed him in the IRL because he won the 98 IRL championship. I just liked, he was like Larson to me. I, he, I just, he, remember back then guys ran the double and you just didn't have guys that could run IndyCar and NASCAR. And so when he came over and won three races in his, la, in his last four of his rookie year, finished fourth or fifth in the standings, that just did it for me. It was all about talent. Um, and then, like I said, with Chloe's question, it, with, with Elliot, it was just, you know, I enjoyed the way he ran the car. I thought he, I thought he was driving the equipment to, to, you know, how it could be. He fit in. Remember when he started, he was taking over a legend's car, and he had a seven-time champion as a teammate. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty tough place to walk into. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that will answer. Do you want the rest of us to answer that, Cadence? Yes, I do. I think for me, just you know, everybody likes Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. And the fact that he he's good with the media, he doesn't cause a lot of trouble. Um, and the same with Larson, you know, if he makes a mistake, he owns up to it. But he's good at everything he, he gets in. If it's got wheels on it, I, I, I'm convinced that even if you created a tricycle race with training wheels, he'd win it. I think... Larson is Kyle Busch without the mercurial personality. Yes. I think that's... I think Kyle Busch would be the most popular driver in the sport if he wasn't an asshole. Yeah. Well, well now, he used to be really popular, but now he, he's, Well, he's and, and, and he'll come around. You watch. Daryl wasn't popular. Tony got hated there for a while. It happens. Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. But, but the thing I think about, if you look at what he does on the racetrack, I was thinking about this a lot with the Formula One race. Verstappen's running over Hamilton, defending, blocking, doing all these crazy things. He's probably the most talented driver out there. When you watch Kyle Busch, he doesn't wreck guys. Mm -hmm. And if you watch him, if you seriously watch him at a race, when a guy's faster than him and is putting pressure, he pulls over and lets that guy go. Not in the last segment, but, you know, most of the time, he's a very clean race car driver. He just is a jerk sometimes. Now, does that attitude work for him? Maybe. I don't know. But I think Larson is the same kind of very cerebral racer. He knows what his car has. He knows what it can do. He knows what it can't do. And he doesn't overdrive it. He doesn't He doesn't do things in, in there that he, you know, is going to irritate other drivers. That's what I think makes Larson so good is he's got Chase Elliott's media with Kyle, Larson, Kyle Busch's talent. Mm-hmm. All right. One, All right. Yeah, one more. One more from yeah. each. You got another one, Carter? You out. You good? Ian, you got another one? Why did you guys decide to start the podcast? I'll you may take that. Yeah, one. go ahead. All right. So we were I I wanna say we were traveling to Homestead, maybe, because that's a fifteen hour drive for those of you that have never made it before. From here. From here. If you live in Seattle, it's a little longer. And we did it we did it the last time in one day. Um, drove, drove all the way down. And at some point on the way down, we said, let's start a podcast. And it kind of fell on deaf ears and nothing ever happened. Well, then the next year we were going back and it got brought up again. And so we finally, I think it took what another couple of 
maybe another it was about another nine months nine months and we were we went to bristol and it got brought up again and so we finally met about it and started the podcast because it was like well if we're gonna just talk about nascar when we're together why don't we tell other people our opinions and it, it, it when we started it at first it was like you know if we can get 10 people to listen to this thing it'll be good you know and we, we also used to kind of play games when we were driving together like we'd pull up something on on racing reference and be like all right this driver won 31 races no titles this you know or, or we'd have debates like what's the greatest you know it, before hamlin got to be where he is you know five six years ago was the greatest driver to never win a title? What was the, mm-hmm. you know, who was the best all-around racer? Those kind of things. Yeah. And then people around us encouraged us, right? And then yeah. COVID hit. Yeah. And we didn't have a whole lot to do. Nope. And we got together, what, a little over a year and a quarter ago, maybe, yep. and did a couple test shows, and here we are. Yeah. yeah I, I remember uh, like hearing you guys say you were going to do it, and it was like a while to you actually started the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you do something like this, you have to make sure that you're committed to it. And then you have to make sure that it sounds good. And so, you know, we had to do some research on some equipment and and actually figure out where we were going to do it. That was that was the big deal. And um, and then, you know, Michael had a lot of connections and pounded the pavement, getting us guests and Travis the same. And we just each had some different skill sets that worked well together. And here we ended up. And I can't believe the guests that we've had on. It's been fun. All right, Chloe. I think Chloe's question needs to be last. Why don't you go with your last one, Cadence? <laughs> oh, I want to tell you why I got into this. In this oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go I'm ahead, sorry. Michael. I thought you went first. Yeah. I, I missed that. No, I apologize. no, no. Well, I just I've been trying out for trying to for years how to try to find a way to get Andrew in a small confined space. Just. Oh. Him and I, but then I got two for one with you. Well, we did end up in a double bed in Homestead or in Key West <laughs> once together. Yeah. Yes, sir. What do you like most about racing? Ooh. Ooh. I would say the fact. Do you want to go, Travis? Let me start. You start. If it's NASCAR, I like the strategy. I like, and and I think the racing is is better than many other motorsports. There's more passing, as Larry Mack would say. There's comers and goers. Um. You, you've got so I, I like it when the racing is strategic meaning you can't run and just put fuel on the car uh you, you got to think about tires you got to think about track position i also like the stages in for racing in general it depends on the type of racing i mean if it's it's formula one um you know watching guys bang out laps four seconds faster when they get a, a new set of tires and just watching the exact i mean it's the absolute thrill of those guys doing that or um, but yeah, that, that's why I think mostly the strategy I like about it. What about you, Travis? Three things. Strategy you mentioned. I think that's exciting. Uh, racing is like no other sport. You watch a Carolina Panthers football game, and at the end of the first quarter, they're down 28 to nothing. And you know... Wow, it's close. With great certainty <laughs> that they're not going to win. Yeah. Well, you know, the Panthers always make it the game. So. But with racing, you know, 100 laps in... Somebody can have a 14-second lead and blow a tire, and it's gone like that. So, you know, it's never over until the last lap is complete. Uh, And then the other thing I like about racing is it's the only sport that I can think of that is competed on a different size track every single week. None of the tracks are the same. Um, So just the... The, the, I think those are the things that I like most about racing. I, I think one I might add to it, 
too, is that you get to watch the whole NFL play every week. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like you don't like, I didn't really care about the Monday night game last night. I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't have a horse in that race every week. My driver's in it. Yep. Mm. Right now mm. on Sundays in the NFL, that's maybe a bad example. But let's say it's NBA or there's a lot of games I'm not interested in because it's not the team I want to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's not in racing. There's not this thing of, Oh, this guy's going to not race today because he's on a load management schedule. Right. Right. You, know, you, you, know, you, you know that if you pay to go to the track, you're going to see your guy. Yep. So what about you, Michael? What do you like about racing? Well, I like it a lot more in person than I do on television. I'll say that. There was a, there was a long time there where I just, I couldn't have told you the, I could have probably told you the top three best drivers, but I couldn't have told you the, I couldn't have gave you 10 names. Uh, I forget what that stretch was. I just wasn't that interested in it. And then, Started going to, or Andrew and I went to Martinsville sometime we were in college, or maybe it's when we started going back to. You was called it, me after my mom passed away. We went, we went to Bristol. Yep. Um, it was like the month after. Yeah. And just the two of us. It was just the two of us went up there, and it was just, it really kind of brought me out of the doldrums a little bit. Yeah. Um, is that, that the horse a, trailer trip? No, it was the no, next that we, year. No, that, okay. that was a up and, <laughs> up and back. That was, that was getting home at four in the morning about killing really It was just, I forgot how much fun it was to be at a race, to see the people. Um, there's just a such a colorful atmosphere to racing. People are so passionate about it um, and their drivers. And each place that you go to is a unique experience. There's something that I'll look forward to doing again at every track that we've been to and some of it's just the journey of getting there i mean uh the time the time it rained like crazy in darlington i remember that for the good race but i also remember we what town did we get sidetracked through travis and we were looking for a crispy crunchy chicken and we ended up in <laughs> i don't know it was i mean podunkville south yeah. carolina they don't cook chicken on sundays and we walk into this <laughs> we walk into this gas station and the lady has a hairnet on all right and smells and it like smells chicken. like chicken. <laughs> but we don't cook chicken on. Now this is race day. This is the probably the <laughs> biggest thing that happens in this part of South Carolina twice a year. All right, but we don't cook chicken on Sundays. Can I get you anything out like the cigarette that I'm smoking while I'm standing behind the register? <laughs> and then it was one. That, but then I swear the guy that came in next, I bet he was gonna get some chicken. Some there's like a room behind the room where there. Oh, you didn't have the for, password. Didn't have the password. So there was chicken being cooked somewhere on the. But that you know stuff like that. Yeah, you the adventure. Yeah, of it. the adventure of it. Um, I do like it on TV. You, you are now a certified ketchup dispenser. That's right. Yes. yes. At Martinsville, we ain't got time to get in all that. Dis- well, we have before. That was a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Somehow at Martinsville, I always end up missing twenty percent of the race. Just like when we a hundred laps. Hot dogs this in. year was waiting in a damn hot dog stand. A hundred <laughs> laps. I'm not gonna be in the stands. A fifth of that race, I'm gonna miss. Because of food-related delays. The trick is not to drink anything, like, and don't. If you if you want something to eat, get it before you go up to your seat. Well, hopefully next year they'll sell hot dogs everywhere instead of just at one location under the grandstand. And if the kids need to go to the bathroom or get food, bring their own money. And and if you've got other kids that need to go to the bathroom, I guess I can watch them too. <laughs> not going to the bathroom. Like. 
but this is pulling them out. Not a pedophile. No, not pulling them out. Not pulling them out. <laughs> not pulling them out. Yeah. No, nor, you had to go look for a kid out. because she thought he lost her. Oh my yeah, gosh. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Getting... Chloe's got the last question. And all right, what's the last question, Hit Chloe? It. It's for Nigel. Oh my God. <laughs> is he here? No, he fell down the stairs and broke all his right, neck. I'm here. I'm here. I came back just for you, Chloe. What? What is your question, my dear? What made you fall down the stairs? Oh, that southern brutality dished out by by none other than Travis himself, and he gave me some water, but I think there was a little something extra in there, and there's a switch, and it's, he cut the lights off right as I was leaving, and then he got his dog, Winston, Winston Kelly, I presume, to chase me through the yard, and I'll have you know that Winston and I both together made up, made friends, and we peed right on your daddy's four-wheeler before I left. Is that a good enough answer for you, Chloe? It sounds like Nigel has turned into the Queen of England. Oh, Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> well, hello! Did you, did, you, did you have an operation while you were in Saudi Arabia, Nigel, that raised your it's voice too much? It's a lot cheaper over there. You know, you can see. get a lot done. I see. We want... The work is good and uh, cheap. No, should we give you the camel toe you, award? or? <laughs> <laughs> I broke him out of character. Well, I, well, I, I, I appreciate you bringing me back up to, to, uh, to be on the show, and uh, I'll see you again. Let's go F one this weekend. It's gonna be a good one. Don't forget to watch the Dutch boy, the Dutch and boy, and the Englishman going at it in the desert. All right, thank you, Nigel. Thank you, You're kids. Welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> so, do we have a green white checker this week? Carter? No? No green white checker. No, unless you got one. No, how do we we're 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 All right, um, I got You got one. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do. Ask one. All right, I got I got one. Travis, do you have a, what, something you can ask for green white checker? I'll come up with one. By All right. The time do you have one to start? You want me to start? I, I don't you start. You go. go. Who is the hardest person to buy for in your family? Oh. For uh, Christmas. My wife. Mabel Colworth. Mabel, yes. I Mabel. will I will Not it's just she I mean she's not she always says she doesn't like want anything. She doesn't have anything specific that she wants. It's just like which is true. I, I, I um, and it's yeah, it's hard to buy for, especially clothing, because I, I I usually I'll get her a gift card and she goes and picks out what she wants. You know. Yeah, my I would also say my wife. She yeah. she doesn't wear any jewelry, but her wedding ring and a cross I bought her the first year we were married or first year we were dating. She doesn't like to. She doesn't wear makeup because she teaches kindergarten. She she doesn't collect anything because the kids will lick it off well no it's just why i'd get dressed <laughs> up and it gets everywhere right you know but mm, i love that flavor <laughs> she teaches goats she teaches goats goats with coats that's what that is, coats is goats. but uh yeah she's impossible to buy for impossible because she never tells you what she wants until like the last second and you don't have time to buy it for her. you should have known what i wanted so we do a lot of gift cards too. We we also have a tradition that because she doesn't tell us every year, she gets at least one blanket. Yeah, <laughs> blanket. Oh, the blankets. I've got one. I've got one. I've got a, I've got a question. I've got a question Grinch too. Christmas Christmas. Hold on, Travis. So, you have to answer. It. So for me, so for me, it's my dad. Just because. Well, don't buy him any guns because he has four hundred and he never shoots any of them. Dad, Dad has everything, and if 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 he we can't afford what he. 
like what he wants. So, dad. Gotcha. All right, Michael, what's your question? What What is your favorite Christmas tradition? What's something that you're really looking forward to doing during the holiday season that you do every year? Like, man, I'm really looking forward to this. It's the only time of year I do it. And uh, this is it. What is it? Mm. Getting my mother a blanket. <laughs> he does enjoy that, actually. Uh, I guess for me, I really enjoy the candlelight service at church. So Dang again, it. you, oh, you going to say that? Sorry, I, but but Sorry. when uh, growing up in with your dad, a pastor, there was two candlelight services, and so we'd do the first one. Then we would have quick supper at home with a couple people from church, and then second candlelight service. Then we'd come home and read up like. Uh, Polar Express or something else and then go to bed. Um, And then just I enjoy Christmas Eve, the quiet of it, the sort of still calm before the craziness of Christmas morning and Mm -hmm. um, taking the kids to candlelight service and hoping they don't burn the church down. You know, that's sort of exciting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But so I, I, I like that. So for me, I enjoy finding that unique gift for someone i don't know i mean and i don't know who it's going to be from year to year now i already know who it is this year but you know there's always something and it's not a significant other or anything it's just oh that would be cool for that person so it's finding it's finding that unique gift for for someone i like it i always enjoy watching it's a wonderful life Mm. Mm. i enjoy that i think it was on the other night and i hope it'll be on a couple more times i enjoy i i love watching the whole thing from beginning to end, I, lo- I love the story. I also, I didn't enjoy, oddly enough, I didn't enjoy this as much as a kid as I do now. I like going to look at Christmas lights and dr- mm. like drive through, drive around looking at Christmas lights. I enjoy, that's a nice way to spend an evening. And I, and I wish I could have back a few of those years where I, my mom said like after the candlelight service, let's go look at lights. Oh, okay, I've really got, I, well, and part of that was you wanted to get home and get in the bed for Santa Claus, mm-hmm. you know, because you didn't want to get missed. But yeah, I'd love to have a few of those back and just yeah, let's just. My keep favorite looking. story about lights: I was in college, and my parents liked to go look at lights. And there was a place here in Charlotte, in the Charlotte area, named McCaddenville, which is I don't know an hour from where we live, mm-hmm. and it was famous for its lights. And Still you could is. go into one of two directions at that time, and so as you're heading in, you may be passing people that are coming out. And it was a warm December night. It was probably in the mid-50s. So we had the windows cracked. And this guy comes by in a pickup truck. And he's standing in the back of it, shirtless. And he points at us and goes, We done seen the lights and you ain't. <laughs> that has become one of my favorite that things. Story. <laughs> oh, my goodness, was that hilarious. Oh. That's funny. You got one, Travis? Right. Yeah. Um, so and if the kids want to get involved with this one, they can. Um, what is one gift that you're hoping to get this year? Ooh. Oh, notes. All right. Cadence is ready for this one. Okay. Um, I saw a new game for um, the Nintendo Switch, which is called uh, Pokemon. Like, um, It's a Pokemon Diamond. And you can like uh train monsters and stuff and i really want that uh so i hope santa brings that for me okay okay pokemon diamond yeah all right okay my right. diamond is the best thing. all right chloe you want to go mine might be like probably not gonna get it <laughs> but never gonna get it never. 
Uh, mine's a puppy because I really want a puppy, and my dad won't let me get one. You have a dog already. We have a yeah, dog. Her name is Sandy. Oh. She also has a rat. She loves running around. She's very excitable. I have two rats. No, one, one died. Because uh, you didn't take care of it. No, because it had cancer. Can't. I did pay six hundred dollars <laughs> to try to save rat. it. Oh hey, well. I... Yeah, you live for four months. All right, Ian, what about you? Sandy. A phone. Sandy. He wants a phone. Of course. <laughs> well, I probably won't get so it. So does the guy sitting next to you. I can say that... Uh, That's not happening? That won't happen. a couple disappointed twins on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> Carter, what about you? I want the new iPhone 13, which my dad is going to get me. That is probably did you know that Verizon has taken old phones for like $400 a piece? Yeah, no? but did you also know that you have to have an unlimited data plan per phone? Well, if we're getting to the point where we You're gonna need, need that. one. We, yeah. we, we run out of data uh, just about every month. And it's insane. But yeah, maybe. Maybe. And when I get added. All right, Travis, what's your answer well, to your yeah, question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, and I don't, I don't even know, but I, the other day I was surfing on the internet and there's this new like Braille keyboard for your phone huh and i saw it online it's like bluetooth it is it's portable i i, I need something for when y'all send 500 text messages when i'm at work to <laughs> respond to them with as opposed to carrying around this big keyboard and so this thing supposedly fits in your pocket so i'm i'm probably gonna ask for that that's pretty cool yeah so he can deal with this Middle school girlfriends, Michael and Andrew. That's right. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all, y'all kept. Omg, me, lol. Y'all kept, y'all kept me longer than any other girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what yeah. about you? As far as a, I, I mean, I. God, man, just a, another, another to get to another Christmas. Honestly, I, and that's. I'm man, 40. now I gotta go and be, sound all petty after that. <laughs> Like no, he's I, talking about I, a I wonderful life and he's thankful for his family and another year of life and I'm going to say that I want that $700 Titanic. Is this the same Michael? I know. Tattoo. I want, I want that Titanic. Oh. It is four the same, and a half man. Foot. I mean, yeah, you get the, to Where a, will it go? Well, that's wait, a, a Lego one? I hope yeah, that, the Lego um, Titanic. We have too many Legos. Y'all have got every set. That it's all right. I want another Just one. Just another trip around the sun, man. So Another trip around the sun. Yeah, man. Well, you know what? You make that when you're in the yeah, ground, too. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Where I can see the sun, but oh, okay. Where the sun's shining on my front, back, in between, everything. I want to, yeah. So you're gonna move to a nudist colony? Damn right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He'll be he'll be on an episode of Naked and Afraid on Discovery oh, yes. near you. Yeah. Just that. Actually, it's, he'll it's be gonna, on an episode of Afraid because he's naked. It's gonna be, <laughs> the whole, be the whole damn country that's afraid because I'm naked. Yeah, that's right. He'll be naked. We'll be afraid. All right. That's right. <laughs> that, that, and on that note, that needs to be edited. <laughs> on that note, uh, no, it that's the best. That's the best line of the day. Be the best one. All right, this is, yeah. this is a family show. Yeah, Titanic. Anyway. Yeah, the Titanic. All right, that thing's pretty cool looking. Four hmm. and a half feet long, two, three feet tall. Comes apart. You can look inside the everything. I don't know where I'd put it. Probably in Ian's room. He's got plenty of room in there. So, all right. Two, yeah, all right. Do you want a cat? So is uh, we all right? We get green, white, checkered. That was your green, white, checkered. Yep. We've been doing this for an hour and a half. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have Cadence edit it. And this is the last one of the year. Yep. This is it. Fifty, man. We 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 made it. We this made far it to fifty. And, fifty. And uh, here's to here's to a good a good 2022 and uh, some good racing and some good stories to talk about and hopefully some decent guests to some have good on the guests. show again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And when we come back, by the time you guys hear the episode after this one, we'll be within about a month of the clash. 
That's hard. That's to right. Believe. And it's yeah. on December the or February, February the sixth. Yep. The Bush Light Clash of the Coliseum. Yep. yep. It's about ten weeks. Oh. Yep. Kate, somebody's excited about that. So that'll be fun. So there's a bush light that got her going. Uh, we want to thank She's each. A cheap drunk. Okay, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening to each and every episode. We couldn't do this without you. We wouldn't do it without you. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We want to wish all of you a very happy holiday season. Uh, there's going to be lots of holiday parties and such uh, taking place. We hope that you. Get what you want for Christmas. We hope that uh, maybe you'll maybe you'll get some NASCAR memorabilia for Christmas. Um, I don't know, but uh, anyway, thank you for listening. This has been episode fifty, and for all of us in the studio, have a wonderful end to twenty twenty one, and we will see you in twenty twenty two. I'm reeling like a merry girl.